Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast. I'm your host, Bunny Pounds, the president of Christians Engaged. This ministry exists to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to do three things. To pray for our elected officials and our nation regularly. To vote in every election to impact our culture and to engage in some form of civic education or involvement for the well-being of our nation. So thankful, Bunny, for what you do. A lot of people talk the talk, but you really walk the walk. I love it, love it. Love teaming up with you, Bunny. So excited about what you're doing and the people you're reaching. And And I will stand and lock arms with this woman of God, Bunny Pounds, any day of the week. Bunny, you are a new hero of mine. America is worth it. Now is the time. America needs your involvement. Please take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. Join with a movement of other Christians that are doing these three simple things that can really impact this nation. Join us. Hey, everybody, it's Bunny Pounds. Conversations with Christians Engaged. It's exciting to host a new series. This is a series about Roe. This is a series about life after Roe. How do we deal with, how do we understand the life issue after Roe? It's a question we all have to ask, and we all have to interact with things differently. But this fight for life, the sanctity of life, y'all, is not over. It's not over. It's only just beginning. And so I wanted to start this series with our pro-life partners that we've had since the very beginning of Christians Engaged, the ones that have showed up at our wake-up conference every year, and we highlight to our people that want to get involved in the life issue. It's our friends at Human Coalition. Human Coalition is a national organization that helps and connects with unwed mothers, um, helps women all over the country through ads, Google ads, Um, social media, connects them to crisis pregnancy centers, connects them to resources, and saves lives of unborn babies all over this nation every day. Chelsea Yeoman is with me. She is the state director um, for Texas and also the national legislative consultant for, uh, for Human Coalition. Chelsea, it's so great to have you. Thanks for having me. It's a great time to have this discussion. Man, everybody thought when Roe v. Wade was overturned, and I and I hate to say this, the church was not rejoicing in the way we should have been rejoicing. We should all have been like having parties on the street. But mm-hmm. still, we, you know, instantly you think I have pastors and leaders thinking, well, is that even an issue anymore? <laughs> I want to hear your first reaction to that. How is this yes. still an yes. issue? <laughs> The battleground has changed, but our work, it's really just now beginning. We prayed for 50 years, um, served for 50 years. I mean, this movement has been around for decades to save lives. But the truth is there are still women seeking abortion by almost a million a year across the country. It just looks different now. And so I'm happy to to get into that today, get into the weeds on some of this. But um, now more than ever really is the time to, to engage or lean in on this issue, be there to support women in our communities who are going to find a way to access the chemical abortion pill or abortion in other ways, even in states um, here like in Texas, where it is life is fully protected in Texas. But there's still a ton of work to be done. 
Yes, and you've been working in the Texas legislative session as well with our state legislators. Before you started at Human Coalition, you were at First Liberty Institute with our friend Kelly yes. Shackelford and First Liberty. They're one of our strategic partners. So, Yes, it was such an incredible time to be there in that ministry and mission doing religious liberty work. A great way to start my early career as a young lawyer. Um, learned about uh, the constitutional dynamics, and then now I'm working on the same type of dynamics through the life issue. So all of you Aggies out there, uh, Chelsea's an Aggie. She went to Texas A&M and then got her JD degree at SMU here in Dallas. Um, Chelsea, talk to us. You've got a very personal story as it relates to the life issue and why you're so passionate about this work. Let's start with that and we'll get into the more of the weeds. How's that? Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's something I've always been a Christian and a believer and, um, always had a mouth on me and, and, and opinions, right? So make a good lawyer, uh, which is really all it takes. And as I started my law path, I really prayed about, you know, what role I would have wanting to be kind of a voice for those who are vulnerable and maybe not able to speak for themselves. That's how I really got into the constitutional law realm. And when I joined First Liberty at the time, they were doing um, life litigation. And then as they began to really focus on First Amendment conscience rights protections, all my pro-life clients, I loved them. I worked with them, um, but I felt the need to really start using my gifts and skills um, on to protect vulnerable children in the womb. And Human Coalition was my client at the time. And when I called them to say, hey, hey I'm, I'm feeling called and led into the pro-life space. I want to do pro-life policy work. Um, I can't be your attorney anymore, but y'all are pro-life, thought you should know. They said, well, our board three weeks ago approved for us to start doing policy work, um, pro-life policy work beginning in Texas. And now we're in seven states operating. So it's been a huge growth opportunity. It's funny how God kind of um, takes everyone's different skills or weaknesses and puts it together and, and creates um, unity for a cause. And that's, that's how I got here. That's so great. So give everybody you know, a, a deeper understanding of what Human Coalition does. Um, of course, you guys advocate on the action side, um, but on the nonprofit foundation side as well. Give us some of your activities. And and I just we just love y'all's work. So we want to connect people there. Well, thank you for saying that. I, I love the work, too. It's easy to talk about something you're passionate about. And really, the, the inception of this organization as a nonprofit started um, by a bunch of people in their Bible study. They were in Bible study together and they said, what would it look like to reach women that Planned Parenthood are reaching online? Um, what would it look like? This was about 11 years ago. Online advertising was really, it was around, but it had not catapulted into the way it has in the nonprofit space. And so what they did was they created advertisements to compete with abortion clinics and say, that's who our competition is. Um, and our, when women search for, you know, I need help, I'm pregnant resources or even abortion, you know, we come up and she clicks through and she's immediately on the phone with a licensed nurse who just begins the process. Why, why do you want an abortion? If your circumstances were different, would you prefer to parent? And 76% of the women say yes. Um, and so fast forward 11 years, we are, we're operating in 18 states. We have government contracts in seven states. We served a quarter of a million women throughout COVID. Um, so we're talking high volumes of women um, who are in need and desperate for help and really would prefer to parent, but don't see how. And our begin, we begin with hope, um, letting her know 
We're there for her. We're here to support her. And then we connect her immediately with local resources. So while we reach her online through our telecare clinic, um, our first referrals are to local pregnancy resource centers, our friends and partners in the area, in her community. We want her plugged in with churches in her community, other charitable nonprofits like maternity homes. Um, you name it. Our resource bank has thousands and thousands and thousands of resources for women. Well, and it's so great. Everybody has their part in the life issue. And that's why we're going to be talking to multiple voices. We're going to talk to Penny Nance with Concerned Women for America in the series. We're talking to Amy Ford with Embrace Grace and many others. Um, Abby Johnson might be in this series. Um, so we're excited uh, because I want to make the point that we all have a place, right, in the movement. And what Human Coalition does is so unique reaching those people, paying for the ads, getting having that teleclinic online, um, training people. And, and how can people really get involved there, Chelsea? Uh, donations, volunteering, give us a little bit more of how somebody could plug in with the ministry. Yes, it's, it's a vast ministry. I mean, I told you the volume of women we're serving. Um, in Texas alone, we served about 26,000 women last year, and that's only expanding right now that Roe is overturned. We need to reach her before she reaches these international pill traffickers who are just going to mail the abortion pills to her doorstep and she never leaves her home. So that's where we meet her on her terms. So yes, um, we have licensed nurses, licensed social workers, all of that costs money. And you know, Arizona is a great example. We ramped up a massive program to be statewide in Arizona and the governor there just cut our funding. And so in order to reach these women at all, we need private donations. Um, that's the best thing we can do as much as we want to rely on our government contracts to build out these programs. The truth is um, we need a safety net of donors who say they care about women and they understand the need to serve these women. And in certain states, especially, um, that's the only way to reach these women is through private donations. And then the other way is through really it's church outreach. I think that this issue, and I know you're going to talk about this, Bunny, but um, having culture catch up to us on this issue and being strong in our faith, being strong and understanding why we're pro-life, um, is huge. Having the conversations in our churches, turning out to vote on this issue, our Republicans want to know that we're going to be here standing with them to support them, um, as they go on to pass pro-life laws. And so us being really, truly willing to disciple, teach, um, and be activated on our pro-life values in the church um, is is huge. And then there's simple things. When you become a church partner with Human Coalition, uh, you can help us. We have baby showers for all the babies when moms choose life. Um, sometimes moms need affordable housing or child care assistance. There's a whole host of resources that the church can fill that gap and be there for her um, as a safety net for her. And so you can become a formal church partner with us as well and get on those lists and see in real time. And we'll have mothers kicked out of their houses because they won't get abortions by their partners. And this has happened twice in the last month where we immediately, she had a, one of them had a two-year-old. It's a Friday night and we had to find housing for her. And that's a great place for the church to step in and, and raise their hand. So good. And and there is, there's holes right now. I mean, we're having uh, crisis pregnancy centers are being overrun with people needing help. Um, there's a need in the movement right now for Christians to, to rise up and do more um, than we've ever done before. And so what's your call to action? What are the holes you're seeing right now in a post-row world 
um, that you want to activate people and even getting involved uh, advocating for legislation. I mean, you can go wherever you want to go in that. Okay. I appreciate you giving me the green light there. Cause I, I do want to say really two things. Um, one, continuing to understand that abortion is, is on the rise. Um, it's not going anywhere. It just looks different. People are mailing pills door to door. They're getting women on buses, planes, certain States have funds, um, where they're paying for her time off her travel and her abortion. And so, the other side is is active. They're not going anywhere. They're pushing as, as fast and as hard as they can. They're even talking about giving girls um, the chemical abortion pill when she starts menstruation so that she'll have it on hand if she needs it. Washington just stockpiled 1.5 million abortion pills because the pill could be taken off the market. And so understanding that abortion is rampant in our country um, is is an important thing to really start that activity that you need to have. The second thing, as I mentioned, is getting your church engaged on this issue. Um, connecting with us as a formal church partner at Human Coalition is a great place to start. We're going to keep you informed, let you know her needs as she arises in her your communities. She might want mentorship, discipleship. We want to get her connected with your congregations and churches. Um, and then secondly, yes, political activity. Republicans are pausing on this issue. They just are. Um, it's been a whip in the media. They're not even bothering to quote pro-lifers. I've done you know, half a dozen interview with even international media outlets, national media outlets, and they won't even quote us anymore. Um, so understanding that you're not alone, you are, you are a vocal, you, they call us a silent majority for a reason. And now is not the time to be silent. Call your elected officials, your state rep, your state senator, and then your U.S. Con congressional senators and reps, and let them know you're going to be here to back them voting. Um, that's all a part of this game here is to say, would we be comfortable if, you know, New Mexico was allowing genocide? Would we be comfortable if Colorado was allowing legal human trafficking? No, we as a society cannot rest until children are valued and considered, you know, right now they're disposable in society. Um, and so just us, us really not resting and, and engaging is important. So good. Well, Chelsea, I've always, as we've interacted through the years, I've just really just love your passion, your boldness, um, your love for the Lord. Um, what's a little, tell us a little bit more about your life and your testimony and, and your life that makes you really passionate about this. Yes, I wish I had some, you know, really exciting story. The truth is I was raised in, in a Christian home that um, was a strong home and, you know, learned from an early age. I remember accepting Christ into my heart when I was four and I remember it. And I remember begging to get baptized and understanding kind of what that meant. And my parents were like, you're a little young, should we wait? But, um, I just have always truly followed the Lord in my life. And then when I was a freshman in high school, um, it was one of those scenarios where I was at a, you know, a secular public school and I had a biology teacher who was an atheist. And so he would use science to kind of poke holes in all the Christians he knew our faith. And I was just this little ninth grader who didn't quite understand, you know, apologetics or any how to answer him. And so, you know, being a little nerd that I was, I started reading every book I could get a hold of. I read Case for Christ, Case for Faith, um, wow. really got into the weeds of it. And that just solidified my faith. You know, I had a faith, but it really was a moment where I owned it for myself. Um, and because I felt as a Christian in those environments, 
like a minority and, and like my beliefs were challenged and questioned and I had to defend them so much, I became really passionate about Christians having a voice and, and being allowed, you know, that was kind of the turn in the two thousands from what would have been a Christian culture predominantly to now what we've seen as a totally pagan culture. Um, I lived that shift in real time, starting to feel outnumbered and ostracized. And then I went to Texas A&M university, whoop, giga Maggie. Yes. And, um, was a young life leader. That's how I met my husband there and loved mentoring younger girls than I am in, in things, um, you know, in their faith and in their challenges we all have as Christians. So that's a little bit of my story. Um, and I mentioned earlier, just the, the desire to, you know, we know what is right and we know what is true in a world that doesn't believe in right or true anymore. Um, and nothing can be more horrific to me than abortion. I mean, there's no, it's the number one cause of death in the entire world. Um, and it's just mass killing and the world sanctions it. Um, so that's kind of why I'm here. I just have a mouth on me and <laughs> just feel the need that, that we've got to stand by what's true in a culture that doesn't value or believe in that. Um, and I think that there's a strength and a joy that comes in that obedience and in that commitment. You know, the Lord really does give us strength along the way. And Bunny, you were there in the beginning of me joining this movement a few years ago. And advising me. And, you know, I think the Lord has a way of um, bringing wisdom and people into our paths to know that we're all truly collectively in these ministries together. You know, one is the hand, one is the foot, um, but we all balance it out. And and you are part of that. Well, I, I love that God puts um, us in the place that we're supposed to be. And I think what I would highlight out of that story that you just shared, which is, I believe what God's doing right now raising up a new generation of leaders that have dug deep wells in our own souls. And I was that person, Chelsea, too. I mean, I was in a high school at a public high school and, you know, Mark Job, Carrie Job's uh, father was my youth pastor and Mark oh. and Sandy poured into my life and as a young leader and they believed in me and I searched the scriptures and I wrote theology papers and, you know, never thinking I was going to go into government or be in full-time ministry ever in my life, right? So God has a way of using those seeds in our life to produce great fruit. And I just want to say that and honor you for your faithfulness to to dive deep into the call that he has for you. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of hurting people right now. I, I believe that God is awakening the church in this moment. It, it's still a trickle of an awakening, but it's happening. Um, yeah, as we're, <laughs> yeah, as we're interacting with people and seeing the hurting humanity, um, how do, how do we help them through this issue? Um, how do we take a, a, a single woman that doesn't really want to have a baby and walk them through, um, making that choice for life? And also, you know, a lot of people know our, our story that my husband paid for a couple of abortions when he was 16 and 18 and, and the and what that causes even in the men that are interacting with this issue um speak to that for a few minutes yes i you know i think that um we as a movement you know there's two sides to it really there is the side where we want to save as many babies as possible um and and that's where the policy can come in and the law can come in but the other side of it is these moms um for every single mom we serve she has a unique 
story. We know that's biblical, um, that God creates everyone in his image, truly has a purpose. He numbers their days um, before they're ever even born. And we know that that's why the child is valuable, but these moms are as well. And that's a kind of the foundation of the pregnancy resource movement is love and care for her. And so because she's unique and facing unique circumstances, we have to meet her where she's at. And so she might not be churched. Um, she might not be uh, living in a in a relationship that's healthy. She might have domestic violence issues, substance abuse issues. I mean, it's not pretty packaged. Um, what we're dealing with is the most stressed out society, parts of society where maybe she's holding it together, but the, the pregnancy is really the catalyst for her life falling apart. So she might be turning off water this month, turning off gas next month. A lot of them cycle their bills so they can make ends meet, pay rent. Um, it's it's a whole host of situations that we're walking into and saying, all right, let, where can we start with you? And we start with, if your circumstances were different, would you rather parent? And I mentioned 76% say yes. And that's powerful because what we have to understand is women don't want abortion. Women feel like it, society has told them that's their only and best option to live a life um, that's decent or feed children. 63% of women who have abortion already have a child at home in Texas. So she's already feeding children. She's already got childcare for children. She's got maybe an hourly paying job, doesn't know how to make it happen. And, and that's where we really start with her. And so the top items she says is she wants support. Sometimes that's emotional even. Um, and we'll have nurses and social care workers walk with her for months, sometimes years, as long as it takes. We took a woman, she came to us with a 17-year-old son living in their car um, and she was homeless and pregnant. And us saying, this is where we begin with her. Um, we found safe housing for her and her son. And after about two and a half years, she chose life. She was reunited with her son and they purchased their first home um, and she stabilized. And so that independence, that path to independence um, is something that sometimes takes work. It takes work on her behalf, commitment to getting the job, keeping the job, learning how to budget those life skills. Um, that's all a part of this process to truly create pathways to independence. And then she's on, she is able to, she's capable and able and, and making better choices in life. And the church is the connecting point for her heart change. Yes. Um, because as I mentioned, she doesn't always come to us with, with a relationship with the Lord, although this isn't a problem outside the church. You know, I think the statistic is one out of four women are actively attending church when they have an abortion. So this is definitely something in our house we have to clean up. Um, but understanding that once we get her on the stabilized path, now she's really open to these conversations about faith and, and why God's God values the family unit and marriage. And, you know, it opens up those doors to those conversations. That's so good. And we have to be the people that are having these conversations and loving people and bringing them into truth, but bringing them into discipleship, right? And the church needs to be a safe place for us to talk about the things that are going on in our life, not to condemn, but to bring people into healing and restoration. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that God's doing that right now is, is highlighting that in our lives. And I know people that are listening to us right now, um, Chelsea, are ones that want to serve. They want to do something on this issue. They want to uh, you know, push forward. We're, we're now the podcast for the stream, a great um, resource by James Robinson and Life Outreach International 
talking about the news of the day from a biblical perspective, but these people want to engage. So would you close this out right now? Um, I'll, I'll do some announcements at the end, but would you just pray over our audience right now that we would be engaged right now and not shrink back on this? Yes, God, we just lift up um, truly your saints that you have you've blessed us with as friends and family, God, and our communities um, of Christians in a world that does feel increasingly dark and evil. And in a world that we know we as Christians um, will be outcasts from, and that this, we know the direction this is going to go, God, I pray for strength, God, in our righteous convictions. I pray for righteous convictions. I pray for a desire to see your truth um, and love and God, a desire to be obedient to the callings you've given us in our lives. Um, and thank you for the way you've equipped us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for truth. Um, thank you for your spirit that guides us. Um, and I just pray for guidance um, that every single person raise their hand with a boldness and a courage. God, you ask us to be willing and able um, to give an answer for our faith and our belief in you. And I pray that you equip us to do that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Chelsea, how can people connect with Human Coalition? Give them all the addresses. Yes, go to humancoalition.org. That's where you can find where to donate. You can also subscribe to our newsletters, get updates on from the front lines, what's going on in real time. And you can also follow any of our social media, you know, with the handle at Human Coalition. Uh, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us in all the channels. If they want to help you on the action side, is there another place they need to go or? Yes, there is. If you are interested in supporting our political work, um, we do have a state-by-state -state guide to saving lives across our country based on political landscapes, legal landscapes, um, twofold methods, one, serving women, and two, just protecting life outright. Some really state-of-the-art innovative bills um, that we love and we're advocating for in many states. That's hucoaction.org, H-U-C-O action.org. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, this is just the beginning of a great series on the life issue. The The war, you know, is not over. Um, and we have a lot of babies to save and a lot of women to, to bring healing and restoration to. So get involved. Do something. Check out our friends at Human Coalition. Um, hopefully they'll be with us again this year at our wake-up conference, which will be November 3rd and 4th at Cottonwood Creek in Allen, Texas. Uh, we'll be putting that out soon. But I want to highlight to you guys as we close, um, we're doing a trip to Washington, D.C. It's our first Christians Engaged trip to D.C., July 15 through 19. It's a pray, vote, engage tour. Congressman Michael Cloud from Victoria, Texas, is our congressional host for this. Um, so the first day is going to be on prayer. We're going to pray at David's tent. That's been They've been praying 24-7 forever. We're going to have our own prayer and worship service at the Museum of the Bible, we're going to be at the Museum of the Bible. We're going to learn all about prayer from our friends at Dave, Dave and Chris Cabal from Intercessors for America. The second day is going to be all things capital, American history. We're going to the Smithsonian. We're going to the Capitol. We're going to go meet with members of Congress. We're going to meet with a U.S. senator and pray with them, them and their staff. Um, Congressman Michael Clow will be uh, addressing us at dinner, and we'll have some congressional drop-ins as well. I can't tell you who all they are, but they're going to be fun. And then the next day is on engagement, the pro-life issue, pro-Israel issue. We're going to the Holocaust Museum. Um, we're going to maybe have some more congressional drop-ins. I mean, I got a lot of friends on the Hill that want to be involved and want to help you 
engage as Christians. So uh, night monument tour. I mean, what are we not doing on this trip? So you guys need to check that out on our homepage and on our event page. It's only $1,350 for the entire time. Um, Just get to D.C. and we'll take you from there uh, on a chartered bus. It's going to be an amazing trip. And it's limited to only 50 people. So you better sign up now. Anyway, love you guys. And we will see you next week on Conversations with Christians Engaged. Blessings. Thank you so much for joining us for this incredible podcast. What in the time we've had. We love you so much. We love being in your life. Have you subscribed? Have you shared this with your family and friends? Please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, wherever you get your audio or video pods. We need your help. This mission is undergirded by individuals just like you that support this ministry monthly, annually, and whenever you think about us to be able to reach over a million Christians in the next two years. That's our goal. We want to empower a million Christians around America to pray, vote, and engage regularly. Will you help us? We're here to do that, and we need your help. I want to say thank you to our partners at The Stream. What an incredible online publication put out by James Robinson and Life Outreach International as we come together across denominational lines as believers to discern what God's saying about the news of the day and to hear from different viewpoints. Check out the stream, make it your homepage, and get on their email list. This product is amazing. Also, our partners at Edify app, put out by Christian Post. This podcast app is a convergence of Bible teachers around America. We're excited to be a part of Edify app check out all their other podcasts. Thank you so much again for caring about this nation. We're here to help you pray, vote, and engage. We'll see you next week.